God in heaven, we come before you as the one who has won us victory. We can stand and look the devil in the face, even when he seeks to devour us and tear us apart, knowing that by your blood and by your spirit and by your strength, we can stand victorious against him. I pray for those gathered here today, God, who are fighting that good fight, who are struggling, those who are downtrodden, those who are feeling beaten, those who are bearing the weight and the wounds of the spiritual war through this time today, God, but more important, through your spirit, life, rejuvenation, faith, hope, righteousness, peace, and salvation. God, this, this we pray. Together we say, amen. Amen. Guys, you can have a seat. Oh, wow. Thank you for coming today. It's a It's good to see you. I look forward to this every week. If I didn't, I'd be in the wrong line of work. (laughs) I hope you do too. It's always great to gather together like this, to to grow, to come meet God, to, to have him challenge us and convict us and to take new steps with him. Those of you who might not know me, my name is David Gadini here on staff at Fellowship of Faith. And I just want to welcome you if you are new with us and um, encourage you to, to ask questions about not only this church and what we're up to here, but about God and your connection and spiritual journey with him. It's what we think church should be about as people moving together, not in isolation, to discover more of God, to grow more in God, to, to, to find more about the love and the claim that he has in our lives. And, and, and he does, and it's good. And there's something in store God has for each of us. If we can help you on that path. Come talk to me after the service or shoot me a text or an email. You get the idea here. Um, I'd love to help you out that way. So we're jumping right in today. And as we go through today's message, I really want you to think about it as something that's happening in two parts. The first part is happening right now at 10 o'clock. The second part is happening in about an hour and a half. At 11.30 today, we have our annual congregational meeting. And if you were to ask me years back what my three great hatreds were in life, I think I would order them in this way. The devil, traffic, and meetings. (laughs) Fellowship of Faith has challenged me on that front. I actually come to look forward to many, not all. But many of our meetings, and this annual congregational meeting happens to be one. Isn't that sick? I mean, but I do, because it's a chance that we get to talk about where God is taking us. And at 1130 today, I'm going to be sharing with you the vision that our leadership has been praying over and really kind of wrestling through, not only for 2023, but the next three years ahead. I'm going to take you deep into the weeds of that. And if you really want to know what's going on here behind the scenes, I encourage you, come to that at 1130 today. We'll get done with the service. We'll have kind of like bathroom break, coffee break, and all kind of high five each other and give each other hugs. And then we'll come back in here and I'll get to share the vision with you. And then some house business, voting our board of directors in and voting for our operating budget for the coming year. But what I want to do with you now at part one of that, of which that will be part two, what I want to do with you now is what I just kind of like to call family business. Um, We've got a dinner table at home. I bet you do too. And a lot of things happen at the dinner table. It's, it's, 
when we choose to eat there and not in front of TV, you know? Um, it's kind of the place where we just kind of like gather as a family unit where we, we, we reset and we, we, we laugh and we talk and we eat and we pray. We do a lot of cool things at the family dinner table. But one of the things that we also do, and I bet you do the same, is you do family business. It's a time when you compare schedules, talk about things coming up in the week, deal with details of the management of the house and, and all that kind of falls in between. Well, today, what I would like you to think about this 10 o'clock message as is our dinner table. And what we're going to be doing for the next half hour or so is what I would call family business at this dinner table. Now, I realize some of you are new here today. Uh, maybe you're checking us out or, or you're fairly new and, and maybe tuning in with us for the first time. And, and I just want to say welcome to our family table. It is so good to have you here at the family table worshiping with us and praying with us and, and meeting people in the family. But please understand that as a family, we need to do family business on occasion. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you this morning at 10. We're going to be doing some family business together and straight up, I just want to have a very honest, open, transparent talk with you about the financial challenges that we have as a church in light of the vision that we have before us with a clear call to action at the end. So I'm calling it Money Sunday. And I know that money and church is a very kind of nervous combination for a lot of people. It's sadly been abused by a lot of churches and by a lot of spiritual leaders who seem to always be asking and asking and asking for what seems to be their own self-aggrandizement, either as a persona or as an organization or something else. And I don't think it does us any justice to soft pedal the abuse that's been out there in various churches at various times and places. And if you come from a church like that, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. Because that's, that's really, really hard and can get really, really dirty. Especially when people spiritualize topics or manipulate the spirit of God in topics like these. But for those of you who have been at our family table for some time, hopefully our actions speak louder than words and that you know that that is not our approach here and not what I am going to be doing today. Because on the same token, I don't think money is a topic that we should be afraid to talk about. And if we can't talk about it as a church, if there are topics we can't talk about as a church, like what are we doing here? If God comes into our life and that affects all of us, and if there are aspects of doing life together, I think we need to be able to talk about them in healthy and open and honest ways. And that's what I'm going to try to do today. I'm not going to try to spiritualize things. I'm not going to try to, to turn things. I'm going to share my heart and share where leadership is at and, and just bring you to the family dinner table um, to talk just very honestly about some facts and figures and numbers. So here's my clicker. 
Let me jump in. Let me just start with a couple of numbers. In 2023, this is what it will cost to run Fellowship of Faith. $732,444 a year. Crazy, right? Which breaks down to $14,085 per week. Nuts, I know. And here's what it pays for. It pays for the mortgage on this building and on the land. It pays for the utilities that keep the light and lights going, that keeps the screens on and the temperature warm or cool in the summer and phones and internet and all those other kinds of things in between. It covers payroll. Um, mine, Steve's, and about 14 other staff that we have on payroll here who are, I would say, giving you know, our main hours of the week to keep things moving forward. It covers supplies from communion wafers to copy paper to batteries for mics to toilet bowl cleaner. It covers a tithe. 10% of everything that we get here at FOF, we send out to other people who are struggling, mission churches and organizations around the world doing all different cool kinds of things. We had Jennifer Olson Padilla here last night who was working among the gang culture in Honduras. We support her. We have the Hope Center in Uganda, which is an orphanage there to, to kids who are just basically abandoned, and we support them there. You get the, the spirit. We have a benevolence fund here at FOF to support people who are connected to our own congregation who are falling on financially hard times. It's things like that, and here's why we do it. Because we think that God calls us to be generous, and we think that God calls us to sacrifice, and we think that God calls us to honor him with the first of what we receive rather than the last. And I can stand up here and talk about it all day and night, but if as an organization we aren't practicing what we're preaching, what are we doing here? And so the first 10% of everything we take goes to support things like that. So when you give an offering, and we look at an operating budget of 732 k a year, $14,000 roughly a week. These are the things it goes to sustain. Some observations. Let me start here. Giving is actually really good. You collectively give so generously and sacrificially. You do. Virtually every year in Fellowship of Faith's existence, the stock market chart, you know, can you, can you imagine that what I mean? The giving chart has gone like this. Yes, there are like years where there's dips in it and that's to be expected, but we are receiving more from you this year in undesignated giving than we ever have. Way to go. Way to go. I don't say that lightly. I mean that. Way to go. 
Now, you'll hear me use a term undesignated giving a lot. And basically that means like offering given with like no strings attached. Because did you know that you can attach a string to your offering? You can say like, it has to be used for this. So for example, if you wrote us a check for $1,000 and said, I want this to go to the banjo and accordion ministry. (laughs) We would have to use it for the banjo and accordion ministry. Or do what we would do in that case and return the check to you and say, I'm sorry, we just don't have that going on in this place. No, there have been times we have had capital campaigns. There have been times that we had building campaigns and you will see total giving go well beyond. But I am talking in just the daily week-to-week grind of supporting the church. It is higher this year than it has ever been. Let me give you some numbers. As of October 31st of this year, we've received 623K. Look what it was last year. Dang. Now let me interpret. Those of you who have given in the past several months, you get our letter in the mail thanking you for the gift, and you know that we had one amazing donor give a $100,000 gift in August. We went from being in a $50,000 budget deficit going, ah... Uh, <laughs> to without prompting, without asking or anything, just like, boom, there it was. And we're like, God? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just wanted to bless the church in this way, which has put us radically ahead this year. But even if you take that gift off, because I don't think that's to be expected every year, do you? By the way, if you're listening and you want to do that every year. (laughs) (laughs) But even if you take that gift off, we are still further ahead this year than last year. Let me say it again. Way to go. Observation two. Inflation and costs are growing faster. And not because we're adding more staff in some kind of aggressive kind of way, not because we're increasing ministry budgets. In fact, many of our operating budgets have not increased in years. But things increase like this. Utility costs, have you felt that? A gas bill, an electric bill that doubles? Contracts are going up. Snow plowing, landscaping, copier repair, and all the other kind of contracts that you have and that we have that we call utilities, but even go beyond the costs go up. Insurance, it's going up. You felt the fe- you're feeling the effects of inflation. You know full well what I'm talking about, where it now costs near $20 to get a hamburger and it used to cost 10. Social Security is putting cost of living increase for 2023 at an 8.7% inflation. Other people that I also listen to are saying it actually might be as high as 13%. I don't want to dick around the numbers, but More anecdotally, I think we can just say, we get it. We're all feeling the effect. And organizations like churches are hit by it too. And third, we have a big vision. You know, when I came to Oath to to, to Fellowship of Faith in 2003, what I was struck by is that this is not a church where people just wanted to kind of 
shore up the wagons, keep things as is, and keep doing business as normal, always staying the same. It was a church that believed it had a call to respond to God. And that as God set opportunity before them, it was not only a joy and a privilege, but a duty to respond to it. And simply put, here at Fellowship of Faith, we want to make disciples. We want you to be disciples. What that basically means is someone sold out in your core, madly in love, wanting to be like Jesus. Our mission here is not to fill chairs, though that might help uh, fulfill the mission. It's not to increase offering money, though that might help fulfill the mission. The mission we have here at Fellowship of Faith is to help people meet Jesus, but not just meet him, do life with him and get to know him and be transformed by him and have their world turned upside down by him in all the right and uncomfortable ways that God does in our life, because that's what we think God's about. That's what he's trying to do. And I think that we have something unique here at Fellowship of Faith. You know, we're blessed to live in a corner of the country where you basically have like a church on every street. Like, have you ever tried, maybe some of you have done this, maybe some of you are church shopping, but have you like actually looked at how many churches are in McHenry alone? And then you add to it like Woodstock, Crystal Lake, Lake County, Anywhere that's within a 30-minute driving distance, which I think most of us would be willing to make to find the right place, there are churches coming out of the pores of this neck of the woods. And I can stand here today and say sincerely to you, looking you right in the eye, that I believe Fellowship of Faith among them has something unique. This is not the right church for everybody. I believe that in my core. But we have a way, an approach, and a style, and a philosophy of ministry here that is as unique as you are to the person who's sitting around you. And what I have come to find is that there are other people in this area who can thrive and grow in other churches. But there are also other people in this area who cannot or not as well. That for whatever God is doing uniquely here among us has a unique way of connecting and reaching them. And you know what? God loves us, but God also loves them. And the minute we forget that, we should close our doors and cease being a church. And I believe in my core that as much as God is calling us as an organization to minister to you, he is also calling us as an organization to minister to them and that God is trying to do something that matters here. And I'll tell you, I think the proof is in the pudding. It does matter because you're here 
And more people are coming. Last week, we had this couple come in. They got here about 10 minutes late because it always happens when you go to check out a church, right? They walked in. They looked around. We're already kind of moving. The coffee house is filled. The tables are taken. They looked in here. Yeah, you can find open seats from my vantage point. There's two there. There's this dead row that no one will ever dare sit in. I swear, I think I stink every Sunday. It's like this bubble around me. But you get my drift. There's like one there, but no, I need that for my coat, right? And you got one there and you've got one there and stuff like that. When you walk in and you're new and you look around and you can't find a place to sit. And they turned around and they left. Doesn't that both simultaneously suck, but strike you as so awesome at the exact same time? My heart breaks for them. But we're witnessing more and more people coming here. We have a big vision, and we do not want that vision to be hamstrung by money. We know God calls us to operate within our means, but we never want to be victims to our current situation. So, with that being said, let me share with you some financial needs, and I want to read these numbers to you. This year, our budget is $697,350. Next year, $732,444, which is just about a 5% increase. And if you go back to what I said earlier and consider that cost of living, by Social Security is 8.7, and others are saying as high as 13, we are not even meeting inflation. More importantly, let me give you some projected deficits. The financial increase I just mentioned to you is $82,459. Now, we are projecting this year to end at about $749,000 in giving. If we just study the trends. If you take that $100,000 gift off, that would be $649,000. Are you with me? See how I'm doing the math? And here at FOF, we operate conservatively. We look at what our giving is projected for the current year, as the basis for the next year. And the deficit between those two numbers leads you right there. So, leadership has been praying, wrestling, sweating, and we brainstormed some ways to narrow the gap. And I like brainstorming sessions because, like, it's no holds barred. You can come up with every bad idea there is. And let me share some of them with you. <laughs> we can cut the tithe. We can cut the 10% we give and keep it for ourselves. That is $67,000 a year. Let me ask, have you ever been tempted in your giving when you look at the budget 
And when you look at the bills and you look at the things before you to go, if I just scaled back what I gave to God, this would all work out. Oh, devil's dirty old fool, isn't he? Oh, it's an easy temptation. Believe me, I felt it myself. Guys, I will stand here today and say I would rather see Fellowship of Faith close its doors than stop tithing. I believe in it that strongly as an organization. I don't believe that we can stand here and ask people to give if we don't, as an organization, give ourselves. And your leadership believes the same. And so that came off the table. We talked about this. We can sell the building. And what can we get for 20 acres out here in Bull Valley? Might be pretty sweet. Except churches don't really sell much unless someone wants to build cool loft apartments in an old cool building or something like that. And we'd still have to rent somewhere. I gotta be honest, it just seemed like more hassle than it was worth. Talked about this. We can cut expenses. That makes a lot of sense. But then we started looking where. Like, well, we could shave $500 here off our children's ministry budget and $1,000 off here off our student ministry budget, but they're operating bare bones. By the way, do you know what their budgets are for the year, their operating budgets? $5,700. The Rock runs on $5,700 a year, not counting payroll. I mean, where do you cut? It would have to be staff. We can get rid of all worship ministry. We can cut Steve, we can cut Andrew. Cancel all the copyrights we got to pay and broadcasting. Don't sweat over there, Steve and Andrew. We're not doing that, all right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the level. You, you get what I mean? We can get rid of next-gen ministry altogether. Let Gwen go, let Jess go, and cancel their ministry budgets. That would, that would cover the gap. It's like, these are just not acceptable options. Would you, would you kind of agree with me? Yes, we are always looking at how to do things more efficiently, but nickel and diming it is not going to fix this issue. So we brained some other ways. We said, maybe we shouldn't be cutting. How can we increase income? So we said, hey, maybe we could do this. Maybe we can raise our prices. It's kind of a problem when you don't actually sell anything. <laughs> Everything we do here is free. And you know this. And those of you who are walking in for the very first time, everything we do here is free for you. Those of you who have been around the block and you hear me announce the offering, nearly every week I'll say this, but if you are new with us today, don't feel obligated to give because this is the way that we who call Fellowship of Faith family seek to get behind it. It is our joy, it is our privilege, and we believe it's our calling by God to take his grace and translate it to you free for the taking. So we can't do what other businesses are doing right now and make our hamburgers 10 instead of 20, 20 instead of 10. There's no prices to be raised. Thought about this. 
we could sell tickets. <laughs> the expensive seats would be the coffee house in the back rows where all of you like to sit. <laughs> and these would be five bucks a week, all right? <laughs> you, you know, and, and, and you do laugh, but do you realize that that's actually how many synagogues in the United States support themselves? Many synagogues, while often are blessed by generous donors as well, charge annual dues. There's no annual due to be a member here. And if you want to go to Christmas, well, they don't go to Christmas. But you, you follow what I mean? If you go to a holiday service, you pay tickets to go to those services. And actually, like Ticketmaster, the cost will depend on the popularity of the service, the time, and the seat. I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's a model worth exploring. It's lighting you up. <laughs> right? So we took that one off the table. So then we said this. What if we sell ads? What if every week I came dressed like this? And for 500 bucks, we'll sponsor your company right there. <laughs> Christmas is a thousand. You, you know, you get the idea. I mean, we could do it. <laughs> Some of you are liking that idea a little too much. Can I just say? <laughs> it's ridiculous. We thought about this. We've all had to suffer under the hand of YouTube, haven't we? What if we start running commercials? What if we start running ads? What if we do it before the service opens and after the service ends? What if between verse 1 and verse 2 of your favorite song, we stopped to break in and ran something like this? The City Custom Cash Card automatically adjusts to earn you more cash back in your top eligible spend category. I You don't have to keep tabs on rotating categories. This is the only rotating I care about. Or activate anything to earn. Your cash back automatically adjusts for you. Can I get a cucumber water? Earn 5% cash back that automatically adjusts to your top eligible spend category. Up to $500 spent each billing cycle with the City Custom Cash Card. I love it. And then back to the song. <laughs> and you know what stinks? Citibank didn't give us one red cent to show that this morning. But can you imagine that? I mean, we can explore it. We could try it. It's nothing that the leadership or I really wanted to keep on the table. We explored other sources of income. You'll hear me talk about things we have here, like Amazon Smile. Did you know, honestly, that if you give to Amazon and you do it through Amazon Smile, which is the exact same thing, it's just their way to bless a nonprofit, that they give 0.5% of all of your purchases to that nonprofit? So you spend 1,000 bucks at Amazon, right? Well, what's 1% of 1,000 bucks? It's 10 bucks. Fellowship of Faith would get five if you go through Amazon Smile. It's actually pretty cool. We actually pushed it hard last season trying to get you guys to do your Christmas shopping that way. And we also talk about other things like thriving choice dollars and things like that that people can do. You ready to see how much we made in 2021 on this? 
not going to cover it. We explored other venues of income. What if we make this a rental facility? What if we start doing weddings here? And I don't mean to ceremony, but get like a cool big white tent. We actually had our next door neighbor do this for his family just earlier this fall, and it was great. What if we start doing stuff like that? And I'll be straight with you, we're actually exploring it. You know, the rustic chic, barn chic wedding is all the rage right now, and we are on some beautiful property, aren't we? But I can promise you this, whatever we're exploring now isn't going to bear fruit in 2023. Maybe someday, but with it we'll need storage, with it we'll need to buy a tent, with it we'll need to buy chairs, with it we'll need to hire a wedding coordinator, with it custodian costs will go up, with it business manager expenses and hourly pay will go, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it comes with its own set of costs. It has to be approached wisely and we are going to explore it more. But if we think that that is going to be the solution, I think we are deceiving ourselves. So what we're left with is this. We need to ask you. Denominations don't give us money. We give them money. Fellowship of Faith does not have some trust or large endowment where we live off the interest or something like that. We are 99.99% donor-supported. What you give determines what we experience and do. So, we crunch some numbers, and I'd like to share them with you today. I've shared with you earlier that, that, earlier that we are looking at an $82,459 deficit. Now, if you look at everyone who has given an offering at Fellowship of Faith since, and forgive me, I should have this sharp, it's either July 1, or excuse me, August 1, or September 1 of this year. So anyone who's given an offering in a traceable way, even if it's just a dollar, that gives us 188 households, not individuals, mind you, but households. I've got five people, more or less, living in my household. That's one unit. Does that make sense? I'm looking at Bob and Sarah Bodinas right here. Their family. She's our business manager. They and their two kids are one household. Does that make sense? 188 actively attending households. And we asked a simple question. How would this simply break down per household? And that's what I'd like to share with you. And what I'd like to do is give you a call to action. I am going to make two clear asks. And I want you to think of both of them, not as an either or. Here is the first. Our first call to action and appeal to you is to increase your giving by $8.44 a week. If 188 actively attending households were to increase their giving on top of what they're already giving by $8.44 a 
per week, that would cover the gap. And some of you got your calculators out already and you're checking my math. I love it. I love it. Check it and let me know if I'm wrong. I rounded up to the penny. Forgive me. There are some of you here who may have been attending for a while, but you're not giving. Well, then for you, what it would mean is starting to give $8.44 per week. Does that make sense? That is our first ask and appeal to you. Please raise your giving by $8.44 a week for 2023. Gwen Johnson, our next-gen director, she, uh, she said something. She's like, oh, my gosh. And, and she's got a lot of kids, and, and, and her husband eats a lot. So, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I got to contextualize this. But she goes like, geez, Louise, I, I mean, I, I take the family to Taco Bell, and I feel like I dropped 50 bucks. I, I hate playing those comparison games, you know, for only 30 cents a day. Yeah. But there's a reason people do it, because it works and we can think about it that way. I mean, we're talking a meal a week, like a value meal a week for yourself, if you don't supersize. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you get the spirit of this here, all right? <laughs> The second is this, the second ask, our second call to action. Have you ever heard of Giving Tuesday? It's become all the rage recently, and, and i got to be straight with you, I don't like stuff like this. I don't like it. But everyone's telling me, Dave, you got to do it. As an organization, you got to do it. It matters. It works. And when you do it, they're all saying, you can't just put it out there and go, think of us as Giving Tuesday. Like, it doesn't work that way. They say, you got to give people a concrete number. And within that, you've got to make a concrete ask within that number. And they say, it has to be towards something tangible. That when it works best, you got to do it towards something. Well, budget needs don't really excite people that way. And while we do have expansion, we think, on the horizon again, we'll talk more at 1130 about that, what we do have right now is debt. About $700,000 by year end of it. 703000 to put the nail on the head if we continue to make our mortgage payments, which we will. <laughs> you know, a year ago, we started on a, um, a step one building campaign here. Back in 2019, when we were facing the same issue that we're facing now, no longer able to hold everyone anymore, we presented a number of options to the congregation of what to do about it. And overwhelmingly, the congregation came back and said, let's build. Let's expand on our current land to accommodate more people. And then five months later, COVID hit. And our chairperson at the time, Todd Wheelgoss, and a lot of wisdom and maybe a little prophetic insight, just kind of blurted out one day, and he goes, geez, instead of doing like a $300,000 project, what could, or a $3 million project, we should be asking, what can we do for $300,000? And we explored it, and it went up closer to the $400,000 mark. 
And we brought it to you, and he said, yeah, and what we did is like blew out the walls and redid the coffee house and put in the mezzanine and got a needed facelift and upgraded our cameras and stuff for our live stream community and a whole number of other things to kind of support the infrastructure, allowing us to be a one-service church as we are today with overflow. A year and a half ago, it didn't exist this way. Well, we didn't raise everything we needed, and we were left, as of now, holding about $250,000 in debt. So what we'd like to do on Giving Tuesday is knock out 10% of that. It would poise us in a really good way to make aggressive leaps on our mortgage to pay down what we currently owe. Now, I know that for some people, paying down debt is not sexy. I know I'm weird. I think it's really sexy. I get motivated and excited by watching a amount that I owe drift away. It is beautiful. It is freeing. It is wonderful. And anyone here who has paid off a mortgage, paid off a school loan, or paid off a credit card, you know exactly what I mean. This Giving Tuesday, which is on November 29th, we are officially jumping on the bandwagon. And we would love on that day, well, we'd love on that day to pay off $250,000. I mean, straight up, I'm being sincere. I mean, collectively as a congregation, if we want to get together and knock that sucker out of the park, let's do it and don't let me hold you back. But we're setting as a goal 10%. Whether you can give $5, $10, $100, $1,000. On top of $8.44 a week, we are asking for both. Would you do that? And there's some of you here who are more blessed by God in the financial arena than others. If you'd like to make a challenge to the congregation that you'll match, or that if they hit a certain amount, you'll double it or do whatever you want, please reach out to me. I'd like to share that information and you'll be getting emails this Friday and again on Giving Tuesday and through social media with easy click buttons on how to do this. So that's our ask. Now let me wrap this up with a couple of things. I want to do some how-tos, and I want to do some who-tos. How-tos first. How do you start doing this? You just start doing it. Simple as that. How do you increase $8.44 a week? Well, you just begin. Now, here at FOF, we have five key ways to give. And you've heard me talk about these. If you're here in person, we have offering buckets by our back doors. You can take eight bucks out of your wallet and count out 44 cents and just drop it in. (laughs) If you give by check, you just add $8.44. Or if you're starting from scratch, you just make the check out for $8.44. And there's envelopes back there too that you could tuck it in, you just write your name out and drop it in. 
We also have envelopes for people who like to give that way. And in a couple of weeks, if you would like your own like personalized envelope set, we can get that to you. I use them that way, so I mock myself. I just kind of dig right in the check. That's me. You can mail it in. You just write the check. Go on our giving webpage at fellowshipoffaith.org and send it in. But let's talk about the ones that I think are going to be more practical. You can give online. You can go to fellowshipoffaith.org, go to the giving page, and there's a big red button that says, Give Online. Click it. Type in your amount, your debit or your credit card, and away you go. You can text to give. You can pull out your phone. You can do it right now. It takes about two minutes to set up and like 18 seconds to do thereafter. And you text 815-201-1499. I encourage you to save 815-201-1499 in your contacts and label it best number ever. <laughs> but with all sincerity, you just type it in and you tether it to whatever debit. You could make it recurring. You could do one time. You get the idea. Or you can do this. You can set up an automatic bank transfer. You guys pay your cell phone that way? They just like, just automatically take it from your debit card or your credit card, you know what I mean? Maybe some other utilities, maybe your mortgage. You can do the same thing with your offering. And a lot of people, I think about a quarter of the congregation, if not a third, actually gives that way. But you know the problem with giving that way? You set it up and then you forget about it. And then you go, huh, I've got like nine raises since I set this up and like haven't like increased my giving in any way. Sarah Bodinas, our business manager, is going to be at a table right out there after the service today. And if you want to set up AWD automatic withdrawal, or if you have questions about it, she'll walk you through it. No sales pitch, no strings attached. If you want to up your AWD by $8.44 a week, she'll help you do that too. And she will also be here after the congregational meeting today. And you can contact her anytime by email. It's really a simple process to do. That's how you do it. If you want to give it for Giving Tuesday and you write a check, just write Giving Tuesday on the memo, still make it to Fellowship of Faith. Or write it on your envelope. Or when you're giving online, you'll see General Fund or Giving Tuesday. Just select the right one. When you text in, it'll say hit one for General Fund, hit two for, giving to, or two for First Wave, it'll say, because First Wave is uh, uh, the name of the debt. Click First Wave. Are the how-tos making sense? Do we know where to go from here? I have to now end it with this. Who-tos. Who am I talking to today? Because remember, we started this message by talking about this as part one of part two, where we are gathering around the family table to do family business. If you are part of our family here today, and you are a widow on a fixed income, or a single mom with three kids barely making ends meet, I am not talking to you. I am not talking to you. 
I believe that in times like this, the church needs to be helping you more than you need to be helping the church. And as I mentioned earlier, we have a benevolence fund here to help you in times like these. Please reach out to me. It is confidential. But if you're here today and you have disposable income and you consider FOF part of your family, well, it's a different story. I should also say this. If you are here checking us out for the first time today, or you're here visiting family and you pop in the FOF maybe two or three, maybe four times a year, just when you're in town. I'm not talking to you either. Thanks for checking us out. Don't feel obligated on this. Thanks for coming and making this your church resting stop while you're traveling. We're glad to have you here. Maybe you're scoping places online and you're tuning in for the first time. No, I'm not talking to you either. Thanks for tuning in today. Glad that you're here. But if you come to Fellowship of Faith four or more times in a year, and it is at the very least your default church home, the place that you're benefiting from, then I am talking to you. I'm talking to you whether you're single income or double income. Whether you have a mortgage or you don't. $8.44 a week to help this place that we love thrive instead of survive in 2023. So, as I land this plane, you may ask, why are you giving this talk here and not at like the congregational meeting at 1130? A couple reasons. One, because typically less than 100 people come to our congregational meeting. And I think all of us are in this together. Two, people don't respond to emails. I need to do this live. And I thank you for what was hopefully just a clear, honest talk on a sensitive topic today. And for those of you who are new to our table, thank you for coming. Thank you for sitting here. I hope it didn't weird you out. But invite you to come back and encourage you to walk with us and see what we're all about here at Fellowship of Faith. Let me leave you with this final question. Do not worry about what the person next to you is going to do. Do not sit here and say, if only the people who didn't give would just start to give, this wouldn't be a problem. If only the rich people would give more, we'd be self. Don't worry about what God is calling your neighbor to do. Ask yourself the simple question, what is God calling me to do? And leave it at that. And respond in that place. So that's our talk.
Please respond. Vision stuff at 1130. We truly hope that you'll come. Let's pray. What does the psalmist say? You, O Lord, own the cattle on a thousand hills. The psalmist sang that in response to the sacrifices that people would give at your temple. That, Lord, at some fundamental level, all things are yours. You own all things. You've created all things. All things that we have, every blessing we receive originates from you. We don't need to give to you because you need it. You don't need anything from us. But you call us to respond. Lord, I can't speak for every person here today. But I do know in general that we like money. We like what it brings us. We like the security. We like the joys. And these are good things. We thank you for them. I know my tendency, and I think I speak for many, is we think of it primarily for ourselves, to better our lives or those we most dearly love. And that makes a lot of sense. But Lord, help us to keep our eyes also fixed on you. And I pray for all of us here today in that. Move us all in the way that need to be moved. Encourage, convict where you need to encourage, convict. Thank you for the gift of this church. Thank you for what we get to share in here. And we pray for an amazing 2023. And Lord, I say this now for the sake of everyone gathered, I don't just mean financially. So Lord, hear our prayers, receive our worship, and we give you our thanks. Hopefully, with deep gratitude, and if not, move us to that place in response to everything that you've given us. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's rise and sing, all right?